0: You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into The Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro?
1: Oh yeah, you got that right. <laughs> That's
0: the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Look, America, it's your birthday, July Fourth. We're coming to you from Los Angeles, California. It's a beautiful sixty-eight degrees. No, Dave, it's a beautiful sixty-nine degrees, Dave. And I just want <laughs> for all the people out there when she walks, watch the sparks will fly, fire cracking on the Fourth of July. No sad songs tonight. Something's in the air, brother. <laughs>
1: Sounds good, man. Let's get it done. Go, America. Yeah. America.
0: <laughs> That's something is the NFC North preview. We're going to go ahead and start with the Chicago Bears. They finished in fourth place, 3-14 last year. Matt Eberflus going into his second season. And, Dave, the transformation for these Bears is starting to come together. Some trades from the previous year and then uh, knocking it out of the park with the uh, first couple picks in the draft.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, obviously – uh, with a 3-14 and 14 season last year and the number one pick in the draft, they had uh, a lot of good things going on there. Uh, trading out of that position enabled them to gather a boatload of picks back, and that was an enormous situation. It's a three-win team from last year, but you think, man, there was a lot of things that you were excited about about this squad from last year, particularly, obviously, Justin Fields' uh, running ability. But now we need to build around him. And yeah, round one, offensive tackle, Darnell Wright gets the thing started right there, trying to put together. Basically, this team was kind of... Deficient in offensive line and skill position guys around <laughs> around fields, so you had to do something somewhere. And I think putting a, a big offensive tackle in front of your uh, franchise quarterback, you know, uh, that's that's a great start to the equation.
0: Yeah, dude. And if you can keep him upright, then he can lob that ball downfield. And they yeah. did something uh, to help him out on that too.
1: Oh yeah, I mean no doubt about that. In the trade, you get DJ Moore. Uh, a really uh, a, a, a solid number one uh, back as part of that trade package, and that that was a huge building block. And then uh, through the season, they traded a second, which ended up being a, the 32nd pick in the draft. So maybe questionable, but they get back Chase Claypool, a guy with still a ton of upside from Pittsburgh, um, and uh, that is sort of like really put together some dudes for, uh, for you know, fields to kind of grow with moving forward, and some guys that he can really count on.
0: Yeah, they let David Montgomery go in free agency, but they brought in Dante Foreman to go on with uh, Khalil Herbert, who really had some uh, bright spots when he was the lead back there. They brought in P.J. Walker, to, uh, back backup field, and they brought over Robert Tunyon from Green Bay to go along with Colt Kmet. That's going to be a sweet one-two punch there at tight end. But, Dave, the biggest problem with these Bears last year – was the defense, and they went and spent a whole lot of money to try to figure that out.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the defense ranked 29th in yards allowed and 32nd in points allowed, and that's why it was basically a shootout every week. Once, once things broke down, fields just started running, and that's how we netted over 1,100 rushing yards on the season. But this defense really needed addressing. They moved on from Roquan Smith. Ha, apparently not willing to meet his price tag, but they bring in Tremaine Edwards and TJ, uh, excuse me, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, uh, both at the linebacker position there uh, to really get things going and try and, you know, jumpstart that defense.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move on to the Green Bay Packers. They were in third place. They finished eight, and nine head coach, Matt LaFleur, his fifth season, Going in after three straight 13-win seasons, the Pack missed the playoffs last year. They traded away Aaron Rodgers. And, Dave, let the love flow. The Jordan Love era officially begins.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty exciting time for the Packers. I think that they had finally worn out of the Aaron Rodgers offseason drama. And, you know, they had this dude (laughs) sitting there on the bench, and he's only started one game. And he looked great in that game, you know, pretty much showed the flashes that, made him a first-round pick. Uh, really, the, he, he was the only offensive pick in, like, the last eight drafts for Gutenkunst over there. So other than that, they always hit defense in the first round. So um, Jordan, they had to get him on the field at some point. Um, and I, I like how they restructured his deal in the offseason to kind of give him a big uh, payday but also stretch out that um deal sort of combining next year's tag into their deal and making it a two-year deal this is going to be really fun to see what jordan love can do
0: yeah dude and in the uh the first round they went ahead and got uh the edge rusher lucas van ness from iowa but in the second round they got tight end luke musgrave out of oregon state this guy potentially could have been the first tight end off the board uh some worries about a knee situation there but yeah if this guy is healthy he is a playmaker dude yeah, I think he only played a couple of games last year. So you're going on basically film
1: from the previous year and um, hoping that he can get back to that. Uh, also, they bring in um, at wide receiver in the draft, uh, Jaden Reed, and uh, double-dipped on the best tight end draft in NFL history, uh, oh, speculatively, uh, with tight end Tucker Craft later on in the draft. So adding some nice pieces there uh, to, to see if they can uh, help build around Jordan Love with the stuff that they had previously already started putting together.
0: Yeah, dude, and that comes off the backside of a 2022 draft that looks like there's some major uh prizes there. Specifically Quay Walker out of Georgia, bro. This guy was making plays all over the field last season.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And And also in the first round, Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia, those Georgia dudes know how to play defense, man. They just plug and play. Uh, And I mean, like practically every dude on that defense gets drafted out of Georgia there. So uh, no doubt about that. And then on the other side of the ball, they the uh, they finally did dip into the wide receiver group, bringing in this is from last year's draft as well. uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, uh, both dudes had moments last year where they looked like, hey, these guys can play NFL football. And so you stack all those pieces together, and there's a lot of young talent on this Packers team.
0: Yeah, I think that's why they didn't add uh, really any big free agents, but some household names, Lazard, Tunyon, Randall Cobb, Jaron Reed, all uh, exiting via free agency and not, uh, you know, bringing a lot to get in there. But they like the, uh the youth movement on this squad.
1: Yeah, I think it was time, you know, you— you you finally done with Aaron Rodgers. There's probably a huge cap hit there, too. That that prohibited them from going out in the free agent market. And, a,
0: and No, he said difference. he was going to hit some mushroom caps.
1: <laughs> That's right. My mistake. I misinterpreted uh, his, uh, you know, mystery yeah. uh, messaging there. Normally so, it's some okay. stems,
0: but it was caps this season.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey, folks, wanted to let you know uh, the trend zone is now available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, now available on Amazon Music, and wherever you get your podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to the Trend Zone right now. Thanks a lot.
0: All right. In second place, it was the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell heading into his second year. The Lions, the media darlings from last year's Hard Knocks, brought on so many more fans to this uh, franchise. But now the Lions face life with major expectations they let go of DeAndre Swift and fan favorite Jamal Williams, Dave. what did they do in the first round? Dude, they went and drafted
1: Jameer Gibbs out of Ooh. Alabama. Nobody argues that this guy is, a, is is a you know possible superstar at the running back position, but certainly uh, a very high. We didn't expect him to go this high, but when Bijan Robinson went prior to that, now suddenly the running backs are being valued a little higher than we anticipated that they would be. But here it is. Jameer Gibbs is going to replace uh, the outgoing running backs there in Swift and Williams. uh, And they're expecting some explosivity out of this dude. I'm telling you,
0: they're excited. Yeah, this is the role they wanted for DeAndre Swift, who just really couldn't stay healthy while he was a member of the Lions. But also they did some work on that defense. They got the linebacker Jack Campbell out of Iowa and safety Brian Branch. So trying to build up that defense because there wasn't a lot um, played in the NFC North last year. But Dave, I love some of the later picks they got round two and beyond.
1: Oh yeah. Round two and beyond. I mean, how about just for let's go back to the offensive side of the football, Sam Laporta, the tight end there. I thought that that was a really, really impressive uh, grab there. Uh, He's sneaky. Good. Who knows which one of these tight ends is really going to pan out. You never knew, though. No, but that guy showed a lot. And out of Iowa, you know, so you never know. I mean, uh, but then they stash. Uh, they put in Hended some tight Hooker. ends
0: into the league, they, Iowa. They Couple. do.
1: Yeah. You know, so there might be a little something there. But uh, Hendon Hooker, yeah. uh, you know, a guy who would have conceivably gone a lot sooner. They get him as, as, a, as a real kind of a steal in the third round there. And, you know, they can just stash him because as much as people continually want to replace Goff, he actually was one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Uh, The problem was certainly not on the offensive side Mm -hmm. of the football. You mentioned it, Casey. This defense, there wasn't a lot being played. They were ranked 32nd in yards allowed and 28th in points allowed. And that was a real focus, I think, of this offseason. And that takes us back to last year's draft as well when they brought in Hayden, Aiden Hutchinson, that was the start of putting together something. Uh, He had a phenomenal rookie season, uh, but they needed a lot more bodies around him, you know? So they brought in some other dudes, right? Yeah. Safety C.J. Gardner, uh, cornerback Emmanuel Mosley, cornerback Cameron Sutton, all of these dudes they got at reasonable prices.
0: Yeah, dude. And in the draft in 22, um, Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez, the Okie State linebacker, round six, um, played like a second rounder last year. They really like what this guy brings to the table. And we mentioned they let go of their running backs. They also brought in David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears, dude. I love when a team in the division weakens another team by taking one of their better players. So, um, you know, Detroit, yeah. the offense was firing last year. Can they get that defense sorted out? You mentioned all the names that they got in there to try to get that thing sorted yeah. out. But I'm a Dan Campbell believer.
1: Dude, no doubt. I mean, at first... Since the the first press conference where we got a good chuckle out of it, and then from there to where they ended up and where how we're looking at them right now, what an amazing amazing job Dan Campbell has done!
0: Yeah, exciting man, uh, and they get uh to, you know all that expectation they get to open the uh, the season on the road at Kansas Woo! City against Super Bowl champs. Wow, good luck with that yeah. All right, let's get to the Kings of the North. We're talking the Minnesota Vikings. They finished thirteen and four. But they, they barely got to that 13-4. and four. I mean, it's a mind-blowing
1: scenario, Casey. The regular season points differential, negative three for this squad. I mean, it's almost hard to fathom they won a lot of close games to get those 13 wins and then obviously got pounded uh, when they gave up those four losses. So uh, sort of an anomaly, statistically speaking. But also the sign that things weren't quite right there.
0: Yeah, and uh, they did host a, a home playoff game, but they lost to those stupid New York Giants, 31-24. Kevin O'Connell <laughs> coming into his second year, but he figured this out, which a lot of the young guys can. It's like, how do I get my defense better? And I think he hit it out of the park with this one.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Kevin O'Connell is a brilliant young offensive mind, and the defense needed another person there to be completely in charge. That's Brian Flores. They bring him in. He's had uh, success everywhere he's been uh, as a head coach and particularly as a defensive coordinator. He is tasked with uh, fixing a defense that ranked 31st in yards allowed and 28th in points allowed. So um, defense not getting it done there. Uh, Now, Flores, if he's if he can just get them up to average uh, and they can continue to stay, you know, similarly productive uh, offensively, then this team is in position to uh, to to threaten to win the division again.
0: Yeah, well, we know that they have uh, Justin Jefferson there to keep that offensive going And O'Connell. Maybe he's a mastermind, but he got rid of Dalvin Cook. That's a trend we're seeing with a lot of running backs. They don't want to pay when they get on the back end of those. Um, contracts, but Alexander Madison, dude, this guy was extremely productive when he was the lead back for the Vikings last year. So they feel they can go forward with him. But Dave, they got uh, another weapon that we saw play a lot um, for Kirk Cousins in that offense.
1: Yeah, uh, in the draft in round one, Jordan Addison uh, at of USC, um, and previous to that, you know, Pitt. But uh, the dude is going to uh, pair up very, very nicely along uh Justin Jefferson there being the other dude. Uh, so he he's kind of replacing Adam Thielen. And I mean, certainly, arguably an enormous upgrade if you uh, if if you can get the productivity that people expect out of Addison, a real good route runner, uh, just sort of a well-rounded receiver, um, obviously very, very talented uh, in his last couple of seasons
0: in college. Yeah, dude. And um, with this uh, draft and the 22 draft, they've really tried to get that back end sorted out. Blackman from SC brought in the cornerback in the 3rd round mm-hmm. and in 22 um seen Luis Seen the the DB out of Georgia, Andrew Booth, the DB out of Clemson, Brian Ottomwa who's kind of like a a safety linebacker hybrid there. Um <laughs> they're trying to get that defensive fix, you know, <laughs> two two drafts, maybe they're getting there, but Dave, I love that they brought over the edge rusher Marcus Davenport from the Saints yeah no doubt about it dude they needed some uh
1: some pass rushing uh you know pressure there and bringing in Davenport from the Saints really uh is just a plug him in there and get it done they also added cornerback Byron uh, Murphy out of Arizona so a lot of new parts uh there for Brian Flores to put together uh to see if he could get this defense playing uh you know again close to average would be an enormous upgrade uh they did Lose a lot of dudes on the defensive side. They kind of set, showed them the door, if you will, and they're still good players in Patrick Peterson, the corner, uh, as well as linebacker Eric Kendricks and edge rusher Zadarius Smith. They traded out uh, him. Uh, so these guys, they said, "Hey, we're we're kind of we're heading into a different direction. We're going to get younger. We're going to get um, some fresh legs out there."
0: Yeah, and also Irv Smith never could stay healthy with the Vikings. They ran him out. But let's not forget, they somehow. Got T.J. Hawkinson from the Lions last year, dude. And he really started Man. coming on down the stretch. A full off season in the Kevin O'Connell program could be big Woo. things for this dude.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of change here. And I think, again, with the 13-4 and record, it might have been deceiving. Like, hey, this team is a baby step away. It seems like they're a little bit more than that. They needed to really shake things up, certainly on the defensive side of the football. And they've done that. Uh, again, if they can take that next step forward offensively and then obviously they need to leap up defensively this is a team that could be reckoned with and certainly uh will be in the mix for the division
0: title oh man it is going to be sweet make sure you hang out with the football dudes because we still have a whole bunch of divisions to get through before we get to training camp
1: (laughs) that's right uh go ahead and like us on instagram and facebook follow us on twitter at football dudes la make sure you tag us on those social media platforms
0: Or just go to footballdudes.com. That is going to do it for this 4th of July episode of the Trend Zone. We want to thank you guys for hanging out. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. We are out of here.